You are listening to Whoop There It Is with Monet and Jackson. Uh, today we are going to talk about part two of rejection. Why are we talking part two? Because someone because somebody hogged our entire. Well, you said part bring one. up the worst rejection story ever. We had to go into part two. <laughs> yeah, my stuff spawned 20, 30 two. years. Anyway, twenty-seven years. Anyway, so now I think one of the things I wanted to bring up, and you and I both agree, that rejection that happened at Mama's. You, yes. That happened for me out of Hanley High School, which is a school we grew up with, changed my life. It became, it made me want to go to South Africa, wanted me go to Brazil. I wanted to achieve. You would not have exper- had all the experiences you've had in your life had you been in this relationship, and neither would she. No, exactly. And to be and, honest, and I mean, she's, she's been very, all over. She's yeah, been all she's over. She's professional. And, yes. She's been achieved everything that yes. she's ever achieved, which is really good. And I think, I mean, for you, do you think, let's say that that guy would have, because I do believe that there's those periods of those moments. Do you ever see that movie with Gwyneth Paltrow called Sliding Doors? Where she's getting in the subway and the doors close and she, she doesn't go. So half the movie is about what happens when the doors close. And then the other one, she gets in the subway and then what happens to her life afterwards. The movie's set in 45 minutes in both parts. No. I believe that there's those moments in your life that things pivot on a dime. Mm-hmm. And it changes your entire I life. I agree with that. So do you believe if that guy would have asked you out at Mama's to dance, your life would have been a totally different, that rejection would have been a totally different experience I mean you would be in yeah a- I mean I think that it would have changed my perception about things in life I think it would have made me a different person but I don't think that that's the that's definitely not the only time I've been rejected in my life or that I look back and think about like but you think about that one that's your I do that, that's your epicenter that's your epicenter rejection right? I do well I like think mine. though that I had I was recently divorced at that time yes that was your first divorce yes yeah I was recently divorced and I was young I was very unsure about my life at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know where I was going or what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of rejections in that short period of time. And that was one of them. So it was kind of like the cherry on top. You're probably. Like, really? Because Another I think, rejection? I think that right before that, I had gone out on a date uh-huh. with... A guy that I had dated when I was younger. Okay. And um, at the end of the date, he walks me to the door, and we're standing there. And obviously, we were both very nervous. Yeah, of course. Um, I was not. I, I was very self-conscious at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. I was not very assertive. You didn't make any moves. I did not saying. make any moves, mm-hmm. and neither did he. Gotcha. So what did I do? I'm like. Okay, good night. And I like turn around and walk in the house because he's standing there and I'm standing there and nobody's saying anything. Mm. He's not like trying to tell me good night or give me a kiss or ask me out on another date. He's not mm. saying anything and, and I don't even know what to say. Yeah. So, and then, so apparently years later, I'm told that he thought I wasn't interested. Because you walked away? Because I walked away. But I just thought, I was nervous, and I thought maybe he wasn't interested. Do you think things would have totally pivoted if he would have kissed you that night? Yes. Wow. Does it still affect you today? Yes. Wow. And so shortly after Mm. that Mm -hmm. was when you and I went out, and then here's this 
cherry on top rejection. And oh, I'm you like, mean the mamas? What? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, we went out to Mama's Country Showcase, yeah. not we went out on a date. No, no, no. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we've been close because there's another thing too. Isn't it weird too? If you talk about there's certain rejections that really affect you, but then there's certain people you meet in your life that you know, like for example, we're always going to be friends. We'll probably be in the old person's home. Yes. And I'll be trying to hook you up with guys with no teeth. <laughs> Because they can nub you. Or girls with no teeth. Oh, yeah. That'd be hotter. <laughs> you're talking about it. Now I'm already excited about going to the retirement home with you. Really? No, I'm not saying gonna... that I would want to go out with really? girls. I'm saying you have a tendency mean... to try to hook me oh, up yeah, with anybody. Gilfs. <laughs> so we're going to be hooking you up with gilfs in the uh, thing. But no, we've been so good friends in that. Did you ever feel like, here's a tough question to ask. Because we've been so close. I mean, we've got a little circle of friends that have been close for a long, long time, right? Did you ever yes. feel like... Well, I've known uh, Jackson for a long, long, long time. Why didn't he ever try to hook up with me? Is that like a rejection? That but no, ever... that's how we met was because we, well, we became I wrote you friends. A, I, wrote, I wrote you a rap song in We economics. became friends. You asked Home me Ed. out. We were supposed to go out. You backed out on me. What? I don't remember this at all. Over Christmas I rejected, break. I rejected you? But no, you like, you like, you like backed out on me i think you were very i think you ended up telling me that you were too nervous to even go oh out with god, me oh my god that so, was a weirdo but, but then that look though look what transpired after that like we have become i did that i'm yes, such a punk no i was a punk ass bitch i was okay like i was like all right but we are better friends than we I we think didn't know ever. at that time we we're gonna be friends no i was just a dick but we were friends we were already friends we already knew each other we were friends we got along at school so that was when i was in hanley and i was gonna yes. ask you i was gonna take you on a date at hanley yes I don't remember any of this. Really? I feel horrible now. So that's a pivotal That's funny one. that after all these years, I have told you this before and you, don't, you still I don't, don't remember. remember. Well, guys are not very good. Well, this man is not a very good listener at all. You're like an elephant. Yeah. No, he never forgets. I forget well, I everything. Thought they, I thought they have little brains and they don't remember. No, they're, oh, they okay, never forget. Bad. They have very little. Rem- I'm the opposite. You're not of, an elephant. I'm an anti-elephant. It's really the opposite. So, okay. So I guess the, from that perspective, that rejection didn't affect you much at all. But a stranger at Mama's affected because of all the because of the point in time. Gotcha. It was just a pivotal point in my life, you know, where I was in between relationships and I was very single and I didn't know, being so young and divorced, what my life was, what was going to happen with my life after that. Yeah, it was very. Now I think rejection affects our families more than it does us now. What I mean by that is, like my parents right now, they basically just want me to get anyone pregnant. Like they don't. (laughs) They don't really care, really. I mean, now they're getting very specific about, but for the most part, I remember when I used to, I, I used to do a stand-up comedy joke about this, but this is totally true. I used to call them, I'm like, hey, mom, dad, you know, how are you doing? They're like, hey, uh, when you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? Now they've kind of given up, and so they're like, I'm just glad you're not dead. You know what I mean? Like, they've really <laughs> brought down the level. But now my parents are weak because they're starting to see Your their... expectations are very low. Very low. But now they're at this place, they're like, oh, you know, we don't know how much longer. Once your parents hit about 70, they start really like, she looks nice. You're like, why don't you get Monet pregnant? You know what I mean? You're like, well, you know... It, it's first, not like that, Mom. Yeah. I did put it in a Petri dish for her, but she didn't pour it inside Oh, my hers. gosh. No. Don't let him lie. No, that no, no, is no. not I'm true. Just, yeah. And also, how would you get it in a Petri dish? Right. No. Yeah, to no, the window, no to the wall. Anyway, here. that goes way off. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, that's... Now this is adult. So... <laughs> But that's the issue is I think the rejection is harder. Like I was just dating a woman that was in Asheville where I was and it didn't work out. And my parents seem more crushed than I am. I'm like, it's okay. It just didn't work. They're like, 
But you're 40. They keep reminding you, you're 44 years old. You have no children. You're like, thanks, mom, for just making me feel really crap. Well, I mean, I think it does. I think at our age, it does cross our minds that, you know, things have not worked out the way we thought they would or planned for them to. And, you know, at my age, I, I do consider sometimes. Who's going to take care of me when I get old? Because I don't have anybody. Well, I'll be you know? here and all the podcast audience. I'll make sure to uh, send everybody a bill for the nursing home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll Kickstarter it. Yeah, yeah it'll be yeah. like a crowd surfing for uh, retirement Go homes. fund me go fund for me. my retirement Yeah, community. go fund me till I die. Got a thing. But no, I think that's one of the issues is, is my parents now are very, very affected by when relationships don't work for for me and it's not but but have you also dated someone on the other side that you met someone especially right now and they're so in a hurry to get married like oh they just want to have a kid and okay you're like, yes i know i don't so mean many to reject people, them but no but i know so many people not that they're in a hurry to have a kid maybe they already have kids yeah but i know so many people that are in such a rush to be in a relationship that they don't take the time to get to know the person actually be friends with them hang out with them enjoy the same things they just want to be known to be in a relationship oh. they want to have that person immediately there huh. and i i'm I'm not that person. Like, I don't know how to jump straight into all or nothing. Yeah, no like, you can't, I want to. I can't. do want to enjoy somebody's time and spend time with them and uh, enjoy the same thing. Like, I want to get to know someone. Yeah. Before I say, okay, we are each other's person. You right, know, like yeah, I don't want to jump. I, I don't want to. There's a meme out right now that says, you know. Um, is it? Like, this person is my world. Yeah. And they're like, how many worlds have you had in the last three weeks? You know what I mean? Like, because, like, you're, you've gone through how many people a, in the last month? Yeah, it's you know? a metaverse. You're yes. having, like, yeah, okay, it, it, I got who, you. Yeah. You are, you can be okay and be alone. We can all be okay and be alone. And that's something that we all have to learn. I'm, I've been alone for a while. Yeah. I've dated, or I've dated a few people. But I've not been in any serious relationships. Yeah. Uh, it's hard for me to get to know more than one person at a time. Right. So You're single-threaded. Yes. Right, I, I want If I'm trying to get to know you, then I want to try to get to know you. But note this, though. Even if we find the perfect person or the person that's going to... I, you have the idea of a perfect person. I have the person that would tolerate me. Oh, I don't so have, have perfect that... person. Nobody's uh, perfect. Okay. Yeah, I'm I think the same not. thing. I need to find somebody that, that we can both tolerate each other. Like, exactly. It's not just about me tolerating you. Can you put up with my loud obnoxiousness? But I, I will say that. one of the greatest pieces of advice I've ever given, and especially as we're getting deep into the podcast, is, is that... Um, when I was going through my divorce and me and my ex were best friends, but even though we we're going through a divorce and, and I was being a complete jerk during the divorce, we were really young. I was 24, 26, something like that. I used to have a coworker that basically lived in Europe and we would have these, uh, I lived in America. I was living in Europe and we'd have these phone calls and he was, he's a gay man and he's married to his partner. This was in the nineties when it wasn't cool to be, I mean, it still wasn't yeah. out there, but they'd been married for 10 years, uh, without, you know, in Washington, D.C., of all places, we're very conservative. Right. So I told him, I said, what, how do y'all do it? As a heterosexual man, being in a heterosexual relationship, this stuff is hard. How do you do this? He's like, I can't wait to go home every day to tell Bob about my day. And I'm like, that's what I want. It's not yes. about tolerance. It's about having a best friend that you can yes. kind of hang out with and, you know, and you get to And I think it around. sounds so cheesy because 
when I try to tell, talk to people about, when they ask me what it is that I want, what I want to say is, well, I'm looking for my best friend. Well, then that's kind of like yeah, typical of what anybody would say, but it's right. true. Like I want somebody who I want to be around every day, who we enjoy doing the same things, who, you know, I, I don't get tired of being in the same room with right right who i can't wait to get home to every day that's right. what i'm looking for but i think that's what everybody's looking for and also too they make them more people so we should be able to find them <laughs> and the other thing i think about too is what i'm really worried about this is what i'm most worried about and this sounds so stupid and outrageous if we do find aliens on another planet and you're like <laughs> we're easy going with this they do find aliens on another planet and it's on abc and cnn they're like we found aliens i'm like crap because my, my life partner might be on Uranus. <laughs> on Uranus. Of you know? No, or Uranus Mars or whatever, Venus, whatever, Alpha Centauri. I'm like, damn it, I just got Earth down. Now I got to think about all these other exoplanets where my life partner could be. Because to be honest is, is I think we're compatible for a lot of people. But the issue is, I, the other thing that I think is really hard too is when you do find someone you really really like. Like I, I think I you know we talked about my my first rejection that lasted forever. I have someone I have a big crush on now, but I know they're dating someone. So what I don't want to do is I don't want to mess up that relationship. So I'm in a place when I was younger I'd try to break up that relationship so I can be in there. But I don't want them to be rejected in there. I want them to be happy. So I will still have a crush on someone that I know that, you know, lives, work in Asheville, whatever. But I don't want to mess up what they have because I think it's more important that they're happy and in love. And also when you get 40, you're like, you know what, it'll break apart. I'll be here. One day, one day it'll come it'll all come crashing apart. down. Yeah. <laughs> we have, yeah, things fall. And so you don't want rejection for them, but you do want to make sure that... You know, you, you I, I care more about the people. You want to be happy. there to pick up the pieces. Well, or or I want to be the good enough man to say, yes. yeah, I don't. No one. If someone finds love, I don't care if you're gay, straight, trans, poly, whatever it is, good on you because we both know not having a relationship is hard. Yes, getting attracted to someone is easy. Keeping no, it is not. Being attracted to somebody is not easy. What? I have the hardest time finding somebody that I'm actually attracted to. So you're saying you can walk down the street and you don't. We used to play this game. I know. Well, we, we gotta get to. We're almost at the end of this. Okay, we're gonna st we're gonna. We're bring gonna this talk up about on attraction. The, on another one. I think yes. the next one we should talk about is attraction. But I will say is from a rejection perspective, if it wasn't for that one big epicenter rejection, you at Mama's, mine, and uh, between yeah, between home run, uh, homeroom and first period class at ten o'clock in the morning. It was probably second period because ten o'clock is a little yeah a little bit later. I don't think I would have lived all over the world and then what I want. So I have to say, you tell, I want you to tell the guy at Mama's, thank you. Thank you. Guy no, but be mean. Mama's. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, like, I do think, I do think the people in my life that walked away, because I think there's a reason they walked away. And yeah. I think that there's and a reason And you also that, walked away. You were rejected yes, by someone else. I have rejected people. And yeah. I and it kills me. Like, I hate the thought of hurting somebody else because I know what that feels like. Yeah. And, but at the same time, I know that it's all necessary. Like, I think them. that, um, you know, you go through a lot of different places and people in your life to become who you are and where you need to be. And that rejection made you. So to be honest, from my perspective, for surface-to-air missile, I can't thank you enough for rejecting me because if it wasn't for that, 
I would not be doing a podcast at 44 years old in Noonan, Georgia with my best friend, Monet. So it works out with all these stories. I am Jackson. And I'm Monet. And this is Whoop, There It Is. You've been listening to Whoop, There It Is with Monet and Jackson. This has been a production of LOL Entertainment 2008.